DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weaved. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. You've been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. Hi. Clearly, it's Sam's fault. Damn it. It's always Sam's fault. It's not not Dan's fault. I was going to say, mostly it's Dan's fault. (laughs) It's mostly Dan's fault. I mean... Yeah, but if you're going for low-hanging fruit at that rate, I mean, I guess. <laughs> and we're kicking off the show. Almost everyone's here except for Jim, and we have mainstream Weedia's Travis Box. Oh, uh, don't say that Woo! because then I have to act on brand. I'm just <laughs> Travis. <laughs> it's Travis it's today. Just, He's dude. not acting in yeah, any just, capacity. No, no formal capacity. Yeah. Today we have <laughs> just, just a dude chilling. Today have nothing to do with the company <laughs> I work with. So while uh, Travis appears, <laughs> Samantha, I got to share this with you because you were you were part of it. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we called Travis Slob Zombie? <laughs> we have a new character now. <laughs> Danny, Travis, uh, and I will be starting a parody band. Featuring Travis Box as Slob Zombie. <laughs> Should be pretty epic. Uh, I want to get to, uh, Samantha and I talked to the, uh, a little bit about this, and then we just went off on a tangent. Uh, I've got a as goal for us, guys. Uh, and, and Bryce, I think we've come close to it in our past. Uh, I want us to get into the Guinness Book of World Records for the most offensive episode of any podcast ever, anywhere. <laughs> I think in order to get so that, to have we just need to reshoot the friction method, right? Yeah, basically. Well, the, the question that I posed to Samantha last week, and I'll post to you guys uh, in this day and age, what's considered offensive anymore? Oh my gosh, everything. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's very subjective. harder to not be offensive than it is to be offensive. I think I think Bryce is right. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's very subjective. Yeah, because yeah. what offends me ne- will not necessarily offend any one of you guys. Well, what offends you? I mean, other than this show. <laughs> chirp, 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 chirp. There's, there's really, no, I don't think there's really a whole lot. I mean, I fucking hate racism. I mean, that pisses me off more than anything. Fair. Yeah, but are you offended by it or are you pissed off by it? both he's offended that it exists yeah shouldn't exist that's fair right that's here fair. bro especially in this day and age or bigotry <laughs> fuck that shit yeah i had to unfollow someone um fuck florida on instagram because uh they posted this reel that was like reasons i refuse to shop at barnes and noble anymore and it's like because they featured these books and it's all the lgbtq all like like uh, michelle obama's ch- kids book and it's all it's all kids book for like equality and you know yeah. anti-racism stuff and i was like unsubscribe unfollow yep. go fuck, fuck yourself. You. game off 
Like if you Facebook don't, doesn't have a go fuck yourself button. I <laughs> wish. Yeah, we really didn't need the care emoji. Don't worry, Twitter will get that. Go fuck yourself emoji. Twitter. Yeah, we needed a middle finger emoji. That's what we really need. <laughs> fuck you. I I think Facebook would be benefited by putting a go fuck yourself button. <laughs> I think all social platforms face. would benefit from a go fuck yourself button. I mean, it would be abused. Let's let's be honest. But. <laughs> totally, but I mean, that's part of the fun. That should it's be fun. what the unfollow button is. Like you, you click the <laughs> unfollow been told button, to fuck your face, and, and the person you unfollow gets a go fuck yourself on. <laughs> right? Anonymously, so you don't yeah, so they don't know who it is. Yep. Yeah, and they got to go through their friends list. They got to find to out who, fuck who, who, fell who unfollowed me. <laughs> uh, Facebook fixed right here. <laughs> it'd be funny to watch someone's social media page that's really, really popular and they do something really fucking stupid and their notification is, you've been told to go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's all J.K. Rowling's page would be. Yeah. Good. Fuck her. Turf. Yeah. Truth. So, but I, I mean, that's that's really the the crux of it. If if we want to do the the most offensive, because I mean, how in this day and age can we be offensive? I mean, South Park is really just kind of made being offensive <laughs> like it's normalized offensiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they definitely took the idea of what offends you makes me laugh into mm-hmm. a further concept. But I, I, I've always felt that South Park was really well done in the respects that somebody who might have gotten their feelings heard about something that everyone else feels is just dumber in a sack of fucking potatoes. Man, they'd lean into that shit. So oh. it's not that they were offensive so much as they were offending the offendee and in doing so it's fucking hilarious because give your balls a tug you know things like uh turd sandwich and what was what was the name of the other one douche douche turd sandwich yeah it's like taking the presidential election and renaming it that it's just like (laughs) who are you for oh we're giant douche all the way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's just like fuck i love you guys <laughs> <laughs> well i i mean most of what they they've poked fun at is you know celebrities and celebrity yeah. especially celebrities being up their own ass but i mean they've i mean they've tried to tackle everything and do it in such a way that's like that kind of you know says to to people watching it like look if you get offended by this shit you're way up your own ass well i mean they took the mel brooks approach and basically the only way to really genuinely defeat something that's evil is to laugh at it Mm -hmm. and to get others to laugh at it too really is the only way to beat it and that's why mel brooks you know in the producers did the whole you know springtime for hitler because he was making a joke to make you laugh to go oh yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think it was like he didn't want any, he didn't, he came up with the most outlandish idea so he wouldn't have to produce anything. And then it right. ended up being like a smash hit. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. That's the Which core is, of the movie, but. Oh, it, no, I know that. But my my point with that is like, that's exactly, 
our society today kind of is that yeah. like the most outlandish shit you can think of and people are like that's a great idea and you're like i'm fucking joking are you serious <laughs> wait <Yeah. laughs> so that, honestly that's way. how that's how travis and i came up with some of our best bits <laughs> so like, yep. no i was i was just joking man you really want to roll but yeah, no let's really fucking do it <laughs> Fair. okay um but I mean, we're we're living in a world right now where you cannot even breathe without someone getting offended. Uh, if the last two years have have taught us anything, it's that we live in a world of, I hate to use the term, but fucking snowflakes. You know, is uh, everything everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to. Okay, there, Bryce. Republicans. By that, sir. <laughs> you had a little. I'm offended that you hit it with a cough. Yeah. <laughs> I had, a, I had an attack of irony. Um, but yeah, I mean, we are like everyone's offended by everything. Like you can't, you can't look at someone. You can't, you know. It's ridiculous. So I guess we could just do one of our normal shows and just I submit mean, it. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's like at this rate, we're pretty much guaranteed to piss somebody off with the type of rhetoric we put out there it's almost impossible yeah again it's easier to be offensive than it is to not be and i guess i just don't want to put in that level of work (laughs) (laughs) well you never do so exactly i show up on this fucking shit to cruise through it travis i'd love to hear your opinion on this Oh, I, I look, I, when I first started in radio, we, 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 we pushed the boundaries and, and I am sure we did shit that there's no way we could get away with today. But, but our mantra was, it doesn't matter what you say, but who you offend. And I think that, that if, and I, and I think that you brought up South Park and I think it's a perfect example. I think when it comes to comedy and, and a lot of us have worked in and around comedy or have a, an incredibly special love for comedy comedy is is the middle finger to power i mean it is sort of holding the mirror up to <clears throat> up to the things that that suck in society and 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 try to navigate it with humor topics that you couldn't just do at a ted talk right mm-hmm. you you can get away with more in comedy the problem is i think now we've reached this level of everybody's offended that even comedians can't get away with what they can anymore. So there's no, there is no, um, there is no mirror anymore. There's no balance. There's nothing really to say, Hey, fuck, this is stupid. Shut up in a funny manner anymore. And, and I think that, look, a perfect microcosm of that is the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. Here is Chris Rock telling a joke. And it's a joke about Jada Smith not knowing, I guess, that she had alopecia, but the shaved head makes a kind of lame, dated joke about G.I. Jane, which you have to be a certain age to even get. <laughs> and fucking Will Smith flies off the handle. Let's talk about yep. being offended and feels it's his honor and duty to defend his wife on this. Well, and that was such stage. a strange thing because he he laughed at the joke. There's uh, video of yeah. him laughing at the joke. 
Yeah, but Jada didn't. And you know, Jada said something under her breath and boom, he was out of the seat. Somebody was yeah, something along the lines of my boyfriend would get up there and slap him. <laughs> my so, entanglement. So at, at some <laughs> point, uh, <laughs> at some point, it, you know, it, it, and this is why I go back and, and, and think that Bill Hicks was such a, a fucking pioneer um, because he did not give a who he offended because the he he stood for beauty and truth and purity and idealism and it wasn't about politics for him it was about basic humanity and he saw a world that offended him and so he dished it right back and you know now it's it's almost ammunition it's like one side offends the other so the other side figures out how to offend that side and we just keep volleying it back and forth. And, and, and I can't remember who said it, but it was, I saw something probably on Facebook or something. And, you go, and it, was, it was a meme that said, do you know what happens when you get offended? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So get over it. And that's, I think that there will come a point where we rebel against cancel culture, which is the, the, ultimate pinnacle of being offended and i think that we will find a resistance to to being offended but it's going to be underground and it's going to start underground you know we're going to have to we're going to we're going to have to do like we did in the 80s when we listened to offensive music quote unquote offensive music we're going to have to share it we're going to have to keep it hush hush and and there'll be parents groups that freak out about it and, and whatever. And we're going to keep doing it until it becomes mainstream. And I think rebelling against being offended is going to have to live in that same circle. Look, these I, comedians that, that offend people that are being canceled left and right, that are, you know, they're still doing their act. They're just taking it underground. You know, they, they don't they may not be able to play stadiums anymore or, or even, you know, big comedy clubs. But they're still out there making the same jokes. They're still finding their audience. There's still a need for that type of, of humor because it's, it's social satire. It is poking holes in the, in the shit that's wrong with our society. And being offended is one of those. There's a difference between being offended and being wronged. Being wronged means there's some sort of injustice involved and maybe it can be addressed or fixed, but being offended, fuck you grow a sack, deal with it. Let it go. If your world is so devoid of drama that you have to manufacture it, fuck you get a hobby or, 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 or get <laughs> off of social media. You'll get over it. Right. And but but there are I think that there are people now because because social media became entertained, right? Because we have YouTube stars and fucking influencers and Twitch streamers and everybody with a little bit of luck um, can become famous now, right? That there is a fucking industry for for people who get offended. And they gain crowds because fuck everybody loves to be a part of a good mob, yeah. you know. That there's there's safety in numbers. So if if it offends that person, well, it should probably offend me too. So now I'm part of the group. 
and now we're all offended at whatever fucking get over it we're we're fucking human we're flawed we have different values different opinions we have different backstories fucking cut everybody a break for god's sake we're not out to some are out to try to offend but i think that those are the attention whores you know i think fox news made an entire industry out of being offended offended at everything but don't think it's just the right because i'll point at rachel fucking maddow and i'll look at msnbc and they're offended at everything the fucking right did neither one is correct it's all somewhere in the middle be fucking good humans cut some people some slack and let shit roll off your back if I think it you are, i think you're 100 correct and i love the idea of starting an underground movement and i think we should start by getting and sharing those math books that florida banned <laughs> and sharing sharing that math on this program <laughs> <laughs> none of us will understand it but we'll no. share it but damn it numbers deserve equality <laughs> numbers are people too <sighs> think it's so ridiculous yeah it's it, and like when you said you know that comedy used to hold a mirror up to society but the mirror has been shattered and we've crossed into absolute absurdity yeah and it's like what so like reasonable people are like i have no idea what to do with everything that's good like i have no idea how to talk to people anymore and i'm just like mm, i don't i don't know i i i'm just gonna go back to sleep so <laughs> why is she the, so incredibly well rested <laughs> the absurdity is just it's i it's just that's the only word for it it's absolutely absurd but, I will but concede. oh sorry travis no go ahead i was gonna say i that's one of the reasons why it over the years that i've you know had my friends and the people that i actually talk to you guys are very well aware that the devil's advocate is my standpoint. It's the way that I think it's the way that I talk. And it has kind of bought me a level of freedom in that because with the people that I know, and I actually choose to talk to you guys know that if I troubleshoot against what you're talking about, it's not because I genuinely believe you're wrong. I'm just presenting an ulterior possibility which again allows me to never worry about offending you directly a because i choose my friends well but at the same time it's also that's what i do i play the devil's advocate you know and it's well danny it's you and i talked about me but it's a curiosity for me it's not just i'm doing it so i can get away with being offensive without being offensive it's more I genuinely want to understand where this thought process yeah. comes from. And I want to be able to challenge it to see if maybe I can change my own mind about how this whole thing works. And again, it's being open enough to be wrong. Yes. And I think that's where like that. the majority of people nowadays aren't comfortable with because mm -hmm. they're not comfortable with the idea that they could be wrong. You know, that there's even a shred of a doubt in what they believe to be absolute truth might not be and yeah that's where i find my sanctity is challenging 
what you believe to be absolutely right because fuck you <laughs> well and I, I think you're right and people should be able to have an adult conversation and be willing to change their minds on something part of the absurdity is everyone thinks that their way of thinking or not i mean i that's blanket statement not, of course right. not everyone thinks that but just broad strokes huge swaths of our society right now think my way of thinking is the absolute only way to think and they are not willing and open to hearing anything else that doesn't support their way of thinking and that's dangerous and that's sad and it's also completely manufactured by by the i'm gonna say a combination of media and technology over the past 30 years yes that that there was a conscious effort to divide and conquer and profit and and we are we are easily manipulated creatures even the smartest of us there are smarter people that know how to manipulate us and do it all the time there's a reason we keep going back to social media there's a reason we keep consuming the stuff that we do because they know almost at a a molecular level how to convince us to be addicted to it, to to feel like you're a part of something. And what they've done is they've isolated us so that we're individually lonely and then offered us the salvation of a group that they've created and then thrown on top of it the, the moral right to hate the other group. And again, it's all fake. If if the EMP be- happened and we <laughs> lost we lost television and internet and our cell phones and everything, and we had to actually go converse with our neighbors and our community again, Wait, we would before find- we do that, can, can we keep Xbox going? <laughs> no, we're gonna have to tabletop that bitch right there. We're gonna have to <laughs> with sticks and rocks, charcoal. And- but I like but- playing Tiny Tina's with you. I know, but, but if, but if we strip all of that stuff away and had to actually go back out into our community, we would find that most of the people that we run into in our community aren't like what we see on social media. And they're not like what we see on television and they're not like what the movies feed us and, and the blogs and the, And the other thing I think that really helped create this offense, I'm offended culture, and then the the bitter fight of being right was the anonymity of the internet. And when you don't have to show your face, it's why the Klan prospered, because they were anonymous behind the the hoods, right? The the internet gives people the, the courage to say the most outrageous shit because nobody, there's no repercussion. There's no, you can be anonymous and, and be that troll. And, and it's like anything that creates an endorphin that makes you feel good. After a while, you start to get a taste for it and you start to, and, but it takes a little bit more each time, right? Cause you start to build a resistance to it. So you gotta be more offensive and more offensive and more offensive until where we are today. And I think un- unless there is a 
conscious effort by individuals who group up, who eventually reject this culture, then we're, we're going to be faced with the, it, it has to reach its bitter implosion for it to reset. So we either choose to change it as individuals or we have to wait till it goes so far to the horrible side that, that it crumbles. And we have to pick up, whoever's left over afterwards has to pick up and start over. So that's a good question. How do we all think this is going to end? How do, when is the pendulum going to swing? Are we going to go all the way up? Or you know, yeah. is there going to be some... Because it ebbs and flows. Oh, look, cutie's there. Nice. Can't be offended now. <laughs> but the thing about it is, though, is I think, like, throughout the course of human history, we've had bouts of, you know, hyper-offensiveness. Um, I mean, let's face it, the Catholic Church owns a lot of that. Um, yeah. And it's one of those things where, over time, mindsets change you know mentalities change you know generations grow up with this shit and they end up getting to adulthood and go that's kind of dumb um so sadly we're just kind of at the height of one but it will eventually go back down i imagine over time just again folks like us shooting the shit and just being like you know what it, it's cool not to be an asshole and you know it's okay to be wrong and who knows? I mean, with the best case scenarios under our belt, somebody hears this shit and they share it to somebody and somehow like the younger generation gets a hold of it in like 10, 15 years. And they're like, you know what? I, I, I'm kind of with that. And even in that smallest regard, it's, it literally is a pebble in a pond, but it's, it's something, you know, the more people who can concede that being wrong doesn't make you bad. Uh, it just gives you an opportunity to learn something new. And, and, and I will actually throw in here as well that it's not always being wrong. It's that just having a difference of opinion isn't yeah. bad, yeah. you know, because your opinion could be just as valid as mine. Oh, and we're on opposite sides of, of, of the fence on something. But it doesn't mean, and I guess it depends on the topic, because if your opinion is that minorities and women are inferior, then fuck you. Yeah. But well, then you're uh, idiot. right. But <laughs> but I think but I think that it's still we should still be able to have those conversations. I, I you know I would love to be be able to sit down with, and I know that this phrase is so wrong and a reasonable racist and have a conversation with them and go, please try to explain to me why you believe the way that you do. What, what is it? Were you raised this way? Do you believe, is there some science that you're buying into? Is there, what is it about this that, that, that you hate so viscerally that you waste life energy on it. W what is that? Um, but 
good luck finding a reasonable racist, I guess. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it, we, we, we lost, we've lost the ability to have conversations when we have differences and, and, you know, even in, I, even in the polarizing sixties, there were still people that had differences of opinion that could sit down and talk with one another. They, they may have got up from the table and still disagreed, but they didn't walk away hating one another, but they may have hated what the other pe- person thought. Right. They just didn't attach it to the person. And now whatever you think is you, so I hate you. And I think that's the leap that we've made that's so dangerous. Fair. I think it's. I think, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Samantha. Go no, ahead. It's okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I think um, we're. You you are a hundred percent correct. We have to get into a place where we can have conversations that don't end up in name calling, because that's that's uh, at least in my experience that that's what it always devolves into. We have a difference of opinion. I'm right. You're wrong. Fuck you. You're a stupid asshole for believing this. I I think you're right. I think if we can have conversations and actually kind of use Danny's technique where it's like, why do you believe this? I'm not, I'm not judging you. I just want to understand you better, you know, and have it not devolve into, you know, playground name calling then maybe we can find once again some sort of a balance where right. okay yeah we don't have to agree but you know we can still get along yeah. and and i just think it's going to be difficult to to i mean pandora's box is open we have normalized the ad hominem attack we have the the tactics that are used now in disagreeing with somebody are so far and away from what they were 30 years ago that it will be difficult to to throw those tactics aside right think of it like football in the game of football back in the way the game was played in the 60s is not the way the game looks now because they have they they've changed the game they understand different tactics they utilize different offenses and defenses they've they've perfected the game and maybe it's for the better and maybe it's not we've we've seen higher injuries we've seen the 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 concussions and the long-term effects of those and 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 a lot of that has to do with the how the game is played now when we're dealing with one another i keep I keep looking, and especially in politics, politics has become the the best competitive blood sport in America, right? It is it is what because we all can participate, right? And but the tactics have changed. Political blood sport in the '60s was different. Now that's where it really started to change the the Nixon's approach to politics. And creating what he called pig fuckers, which which is what ultimately led to Watergate, changed the game. And every single campaign since has perfected a little bit better the those tactics to where we are today. And once we saw in the 90s that we could profit from this, 
from a broadcast standpoint and Fox News proliferated and then MSNBC did, then now we have fractured it completely because now this is being sold to undereducated consumers as reality. And it wasn't reality. It was manufactured. It was processed. It was given to you with a different perspective. It wasn't news. It was opinion disguised as news that created almost an entire generation where now it is nothing but blood sport. So how do we create new tactics of of having those conversations and being reasonable again when it doesn't work? It's like any, any, any candidate that makes a pledge that I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight dirty. I'm not going to put attack ads on the air. I'm not going to, I am going to keep this campaign clean and we're going to talk about the issues and may the best person win. That person is going to fucking lose or they are going to be a hypocrite because in the last three weeks of the election, the polling numbers are going to come out and their campaign strategist is going to say, you either go negative or you're out of this fucking race. And they go negative. And, and it, it just has become the norm now. And sadly, again, we either are going to have to consciously take it back, consciously be, be better to one another, have reasoned conversations, create a culture that rewards reasonable people, or we're going to have to have the fucking civil war that we're leading to and may the best team win. I just got an idea for a new misfits bit, buddy. Oh boy. UFC politics. Oh my God. <laughs> what was that? We can show bring our announcers MTV. back. Yep. What celebrity deathmatch. Yeah. Celebrity deathmatch, yep. but it'll be like, <laughs> what happened to that? They were supposed to bring that show back. They did. Oh, Mitch McConnell and Michelle Obama. (laughs) (laughs) With her guns, I don't think Mitch has a chance. Oh, she's got his turkey neck. Oh, that turkey neck. Don't count that out. (laughs) Grabbing him by the waddle. What did we call it last week, Samantha? A turkle? A turkle. A turkle. He looks like he's turkey and a turtle. Which, by the yep. way, I still want my Turkle T-shirt. <laughs> uh, right, I have to talk to my friend who is um, who did our Apple's Apple merch <laughs> art. Uh, I need to talk to him. So, um, I wasn't able to, <laughs> but I will actually see him on Saturday. So there you go. Another yeah. game night. No radio hour. Ah, uh, that's where I know him from. So, nice. yeah. Uh, don't forget to buy um, humane apple pie merch. Okay, folks. We should probably get better about telling Working people about David Mort. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I found my uh, apple pie T-shirt today, and I was like, "Oh man, yay!" <laughs> so yeah, um, I think a lot of this still one of the funniest goddamn episodes. <laughs> I know it was one of my favorites. Um, I think where a lot of this ends is, you know, so we do have extremists on both sides we do have idiots on both sides and people who are unwilling to learn and be open-minded on both sides i think it's like this whole middle section that just needs to stop feeding the trolls on either side and just the more you because the more you ignore 
these people, they're going to lash out. They're going to get mad, but then they're going to get tired and go to sleep. Like, like they're tod, they're just giant toddlers. I is like sort of how I envision them. As Bryce is holding a toddler. <laughs> well, like that's a good toddler. This is like an adult that d hasn't matured past the age of high school, so uh, or middle school in some cases. Um, and it's just let them wear themselves out, and then the people who are willing to have those conversations have them have them and then y'all might learn something then they can pass it on and we can pass it on it's just like this this whole middle section needs to harmonize and like sort of stay stay strong together and you know empathy and care is what's gonna win the day in the end i think and don't feed the trolls which is a classic piece of advice since the internet's inception yeah Oh, Bryce, what do you think? You've been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wrangling a toddler. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Communication is the biggest way to affect change. And yep. a lot of times it's on a one-to-one uh, -one level and mm -hmm. it's not a monumental change. It's a slight shift in thinking that starts the, uh, the dominoes over time. Well said. One of the offensive things that you guys grew up with that were part of you that over time you cast off, you learned better, you, 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 and you, you moved on. I mean, a lot of them are words for me. Yeah, but, same. Yeah. I actually just yeah. had this conversation today. Um, I'm going to say the word just so we know what it is. Yeah, we have to. So, yeah. The word retarded. Or yep. making, yes. like that was... Yeah, part of my lexicon as a kid growing up, like everything was that's retard, that's retard. So, yeah, and that was something that I had to even before um, my current relationship. And he does have a special needs sister, but even far before that, I was like, I just don't want to say that word anymore. It's kind of gross, and um, like in the manner in which we're using it, and it's just got such a poor history. Um, so I just told myself I don't want to say and you have to train yourself out of saying those words it's hard in the beginning <laughs> but I actually like one of my got a brand new job and one of my new co-workers said that word twice today and then was like oh I probably shouldn't say that and I was like yes please don't say that and like I've said it here like don't say that so you know it's yeah. it's hard and it's it takes like repetition to tell yourself and sometimes to hear it outward but for me See, that word I, I would agree with you on some points of that I that word doesn't offend me. It offends me when it's used uh, at people, mm -hmm. uh, but not when it's used for like, you know, ideas like that idea is retarded. Um, and it's because I understand the actual definition of the word, which is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, too slow or to halt. Yes. But like, like if you want to, um, I want to like, uh, the growth has been retarded. Like that's like it's a technical term. Yeah, it, it is a technical term as well as a slur. Yeah. So it depends on the context, and I do agree with that. However, there's a difference between, and we see this all the time. Like what we were talking about before is um, there's a difference between a technical definition and a social definition of something. Yeah. And I, I, I would agree that I would use it more largely in the the social definition. But again, never at people. Even some of the most offensive people I know, uh, I don't, I don't use that word to 
towards people. It's more towards, you know, uh, ideas or, or stupid stuff people say. But yeah, so I mean, I get where you're coming from on that, but it's not, that's not one that offends me, but it has, um, my usage of it has altered. Yeah. I will say uh, yeah, I that one. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that one is one that I absolutely dropped. Um, I, I think even if I were to use it in the technical term, I'd try to find another word that works. Yeah. Like it's, there's a whole yeah. vocabulary out there. But yeah, it's, but, it's kind of lost its technical meaning in right. the use of the way it's been but, used for so long. Yeah, right. it's, it's and it, it may not offend you, but it's also I feel like it's it's polite to be considerate of others that it yeah. might yeah. severely offend because wow. you don't know who has some sort of may, it may not be an overt special need yeah. but they may have a special need that that um, doesn't show itself the way others do and that might really really upset them I will say it was the early 90s or maybe mid 90s and I quit and because it was it was so prevalent but I quit saying stuff like, oh, dude, that's so gay. Yep. Yes. Dude, you are so gay now. That's yep. another one. That yep. is so gay. I agree. And, and I don't use that anymore. It's that it, it, there's no need. What's what's really interesting from the offensive front, a lot of the these offensive terms that we've we've sort of turned into these slurs that we use in our casual conversation come from a complete lack of understanding. And we just haven't necessarily progressed as much as a society in that understanding that that usually it's it's ignorance that drives this. And one of the things that I think is interesting is I come and I come at this as somebody who really could be offended by it, but but I'm not. I actually look at it as a learning opportunity, but I'd still like it to stop if it would. And that is the use of the phrase bipolar. Mm -hmm. First off, most people, when they use it in casual conversation, use it wrong. They use it for indecision. Yeah. That's not what bipolar means, but okay, Betty, keep using it. Um, but, but, but using that is, is, you know, I, I've, I have bipolar type, I bipolar type two and, and I know what it means and I know, how it has affected my life in an incredibly negative manner and, and hearing people who have no experience with it, who don't understand it, who don't understand the impact of those who live with it. You just casually throwing it out again, I think it comes from a place of ignorance. And so I don't get offended if I have the opportunity and it's somebody that I can approach and try to go, dude, that, quit using that <laughs> and here's why then I, I will but for the most part I will I will let it slip I know that right now and over the past 10 years or so there's been a pretty big push to to destigmatize mental illness mm -hmm. and to have a little more care about that type of stuff but that's one of those that one of those slurs or, or uses misuses that I'd like to see sort of go away if possible. Yeah. But I'm not going to I'm not going to get in somebody's face. I'm not going to rant about it online. I'm not going right. to you know, it's not it's not a cancel culture for, thing for me. It's no. 
it is a sign that we have a lot more work to do in destigmatizing mental health and educating people on what it really means. And that's sort of where I sit with it, but I'd love to see it go away at some point if we can. One of the ones that I think I was definitely around when I was a kid. Um, and I will concede that it, it definitely came from a lack of knowledge therein. Cause like when I was in high school, I knew damn good and well what gay was and what typically would happen is my buddies and I, we would always pretend like we were. So we'd be like, oh my God, you're still gay. Um, which in and of itself is not great, but again, dumb kids. But the thing that was around a lot when I was growing up was fag. I was yes. just oh. going to say that. That has deleted itself from my vocabulary for many, many years. Even when I was young, I was like, I don't know that I care much for that. See, I think like, for me, that was used as a slur against me so much in, in late grade school and early high school yeah. that, that I, I, I dropped it long before because it was it is such a horrible word. What and I was will used concede, though, is so awfully. Oh, yeah, no, and don't get me wrong, I'm with you. And honestly, it wasn't until, what, like maybe 10 years ago, South Park did the episodes with the motorcycle gang. And they go to court over the word fag. And they're like, so some guy cuts you off at a red light. What's the first word that comes out of your mouth? Fag. <laughs> and it was like, okay, thank you, South Park. I appreciate you. It's still not going in the lexicon, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't even. Uh, like, it's it's been so, so long since I've used that word. And, and it wasn't even like a conscious, like, I'm just going to stop saying that. I just stop saying it like there's no there's no use for it the only time the only time i can see it being useful is if some guy's chesting up and wanting to fight me you know and of course if you say that you're gonna get punched but at the same (laughs) time it's resorting to the you know school ground rules yeah right of name calling that it's like it kind of defeats the purpose but at the is same there time, any, like, yeah. Is there any offensive word that you guys actually use more now than you used to? Cunt. So, uh, that yeah, is the exact the word I was yes. going to bring up. Yeah. I, that's the one. That was one I was taught as a kid was like the alpha it and omega of swear words. Yep. You do not ever say that word. And as an adult, I have enveloped that one and completely embraced it. Again, that Jim Jeffries. <laughs> yeah, I will say <laughs> 15 years ago, I probably would have said the C word, right? It's yeah. the C word. But now, <laughs> fucking cunt. Oh, exactly. this cunt. So like, this. Yeah, I totally agree. We did, a, we did half an episode on like, we need to bring this word back because it's not yeah. that big of a deal. No, you go across the pond and it's a common term. It's right. And, but here, yeah, it became the worst possible word you could say. When did the word moist become offensive? There's a, there's actually. It's not offensive. It's just gross. But, but there's actually. People are just grossed out by it. They did a, they did a study and there are some people that are wired to really hate that word that's like crazy. it is it there's a biological <laughs> thing i wonder if it's a phobia. Ben shapiro hates that word yeah i wonder if it's yeah. like associated with because mouth sounds 
is what I think of sort of when I hear the word moist. And I wonder if it's like an association with that. And like you're, they're associating with sounds that they don't like. Because right. the word itself is like moist. Like it, it's, it's, Sounds I don't, funny. I'm not weird about it, but like, I can understand it, you know, people not liking it. Well, I find but it I funny like that it's, it. I, I find it really funny that it's mostly women. Yeah. Really? I've predominantly yeah. mostly men. Predominantly, yeah. Like, I've, I, I'm not saying that it's always women. I'm saying predominantly. These guys women. are afraid of women who are moist. That's true. Mm. They don't know what to do with them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and every guy. According to Ben Shapiro's wife, it's a disease, so. <laughs> She's got yeah. dryness issues. He does. <laughs> oh. That guy. What a sad little man. Right? Like, that's the only way to describe him. All right. So, uh, as what we're on cunt. this kind of thing <laughs> about He's a moist cunt now. That He's yeah. a people out he wishes he was a moist cunt. Sorry, Danny. No, he doesn't. It terrifies us. him. Out of curiosity, <laughs> do you guys have any actual oh, phobias? Hold on one second, Danny. You had this whole intro, and we were all just talking. I have no idea what you're talking about. He just kept going. We got the part that matters. Do we have any phobias? Do as I do. But no, I'm genuinely curious. Do you guys actually have any phobias? I'm not going to share my phobias or the times I'm alone and weakest or the soft places on my body. (laughs) I don't have anything diagnosed. I am a I am a full on arachnophobe. There is no doubt about it. Complete arachnophobe. Uh, in fact, <laughs> when I was, uh, I think I would have been about twenty or twenty one. Arachnophobia came out, right? The movie, <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm gonna face my fears. I'm gonna go watch this movie in the theater. I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna, right? It's like it, I'm just gonna surround myself with it. I'm gonna burn it out. I'm gonna be fine. They had to fucking medicate me after that. I was curled up in the oh, fetal no. position in the theater. I couldn't watch. I, I literally, the blood had drained from my face and I was shaking. Oh, oh complete arachnophobe. <laughs> and then here is an interesting one. And this one, I didn't have when I was younger and thinner. But now that I am a fat fucker, I am. I have a thing with claustrophobia now. Me too. I have a thing with like smaller spaces. There's this irrational fear in my head that, oh my god, I'm going to get stuck. And three years later, they will find the emaciated corpse. (laughs) Which is so funny because you live in a studio apartment and you drive a mini, (laughs) right? (laughs) <laughs> but it's enough space, Name right? It's enough space. But there are like there <laughs> you are live like, in a studio apartment. <laughs> right. <laughs> there like there are seats on the max that are a little there's there's a little less leg room that there you, you squeeze into. It's like, yeah, I can't sit there. I'm not sitting there. That's too that feels like I'd get stuck. I can't I can't do it. Um any of those uh National Geographic documentaries about like spelunking or diving where they go into the caves where they've got just the the little crevice that they can sneak through Pull to get tank to this off so beautiful thing right it's like fuck you no thank you i am i am breaking out into cold sweats and having nightmares for three weeks on that shit yeah and, and I, don't, I don't think that's really a phobia. Div- that's just 
being a rational human <laughs> That's being. That's just logic. <laughs> and I'm just over here like, oh, I've I've done that. <laughs> yeah. but, but for me, and, and literally. One, we think you're crazy. It was because. That's why you love me. Because of my weight. When I was thinner, I did not have this fear. But now it's like, ah, fucking Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. He's not getting through that. See, mine was with age. Mine wasn't with my weight. Mine was with age. As I got older, I started getting a little more anxiety with heights and claustrophobia. But it's nothing necessarily debilitating. But it's, it's like, if I don't have to go up high, I won't. Right. See, I am, I am quite a phobia yet, but at least enough to add a little extra anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, it's not not a fear of heights, but I get um, like if I get on top of a ladder, I'll get vertigo. Mm. So I can't I can't do heights. But what's funny is I love roller coasters and Ferris wheels and things like that. I love being up yeah. high. I love the view. But if I'm like on a ladder. Or coming down a flight of stairs, there's a, a little moment before my foot hits that first step that I'm like, oh. So um, I don't I, know if I have any de- debilitating phobias. Um, I don't like spiders, but I wouldn't consider it like arachnophobia. Um, I don't get claustrophobia. I did have like a major anxiety attack yesterday before I went to the the dentist but that, that turned out human. to be true because the dentist actually hurt me so oh, yeah. hugs and my dentist Sam? is my dentist is really good the first time in like 12 years that i've been hurt so sam what's your phobia so when it comes to heights i actually have the opposite where i actually get the um it's a phenomenon called call to the void where you have an urge to like jump jump Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so I actually have an issue with that. Like I have to tell myself, no, you're not gonna survive that. So how about you not? <laughs> Don't like, take Sam to the Grand Canyon. Because like I'll lean all the way over and be like, I'll live. <laughs> you know? Um, so but my mom is terrified of heights. So she won't go and in my high mom places. Too, yeah. yeah, she won't go to high places without me or her sister. Um we actually have like a specific way that we get her like uh uh in korea there's the 63 building which is that it's, it's this tall gold building and it's got this outdoor like she wants to do the thing my mom is so brave she wants to do the thing she loves to go do you know if she's got to go to heights to see something really cool she's gonna go through with it but she's right. gonna be scared so like the elevator is glass and it's on the outside and there is a sky art museum no, at the top you. and my mom is oh. an artist so it's like we Facing had to back the door I held onto her hands and I back, we backed her in and then we're talking the whole time. She doesn't look left to right. And, but she's telling me like, what is the view? Like, I'm like, Oh, it's beautiful. So, but anyway, uh, but I digress. You'll never um, see it, but (laughs) no, she turned around at the last one and was like, I just want to look. And then we're in the building. So, (laughs) but she's so brave. But, um, so other than call to the void i would say crowds are really hard for me like like elbow to elbow crowds i get some a, a lot of stress when i was a kid like little little um i don't know if you like uh here in cleveland we have the i we used to have the ix center and they housed like all those big like conventions and stuff and we used to go to like hunting conventions outdoorsman conventions and stuff like that and they were nuts to butts well i got lost and um Uh, as a as a kid you don't think about it much like uh, we were lucky that like a cashier found me and um 
not some weirdo. But as I got older and the realization of what could happen to you gets more real. And when you're like, when you know how fucking lucky you were, like crowds, I don't like it. I feel very like, mm -hmm. so if, if, if I'm shoulder to shoulder with people, I don't, I don't like it. Like I need space. Get away from me. <laughs> sure. I think the only real phobia I have is um, biology style tryptophobia. So tryptophobia is basically an aversion to holes. Ah, uh, yeah, yep, the holes. But yeah. the only ones that bother me are the ones that are in a creature or a human or an animal in general. It's like unnatural. Um, like I don't understand why people enjoy zip popping videos. I can't stand it. It's it doesn't do anything for me except gross me the fuck out. Mm -hmm. um, there's a frog. Hey, Danny. All their animals or all their babies will spawn out of holes in their back. Yep. And it's. Ugh, don't ever read a Jinji Ito novel. Can't do Graphic it. Graphic novel. Do it. Don't but do it. But it's like sponges don't bother me mm -hmm. at all. You know, I mean, normal things don't bother me. But yeah, when it comes to stuff like that, it's just like, no, no. I borderline. I, I, it goes back and forth between social anxiety and full blown agoraphobia. And I think. Yeah. Part of that has to do with with the mental illness. Like if I'm full on depressed and in one of those, you know, those swings, it's more agoraphobia than it is social anxiety. But but I think I carry a low level social anxiety all the time that that bounces in between there. There are most days, you know, I'm I have the ability to ignore it and do what I need to do. Um, but there are days, especially on the downswings, where it's like, fuck it, I can't go outside. The bad shit happens outside. Gotcha. So, but I don't know if it's full-blown agoraphobia yet, because it's not persistent like the the arachnophobia is. That That is absolutely, oof. Going back to the, the arachnophobia, you, you actually shared this one time with me. It, it, it's weird. Are you going to talk are, about the Ellensburg house or the Huntsman spider? No, oh, I was the gonna, Huntsman spider. I was going to talk about your, your thing where you will spend hours watching spider videos on YouTube, freaking yourself out. Yep. <laughs> Same reason about the nukes. So I don't do thrill rides, right? I don't, so, so I think it tickles the same part of the, the brain for me that when you get on the zipper or the nut slinger or whatever the fuck the, the ride is going to be called. Right? Name of the episode, I, by the way, the nut slinger. Nut slinger. <laughs> but, but, I, but I can't do those rides. I, I just, I, the, the motion freaks me out. I get nauseous. I just, I don't, and, and, and it's sad because, it, it, you know, I, I've missed out on going with on rides with my daughter because I know I can't do it and I can't make her responsible for me freaking out next to her. Cause that's going to ruin the ride for her. It's so traumatize her. Right. So, so anytime that we went somewhere that was like a fair that had the rides or whatever, I always had to bring somebody that was like the designated rider with ride Macallan, right. So, right. So, <laughs> so she could do all the rides. Now, when we got to like the arcade game, you know, that row, it was it was back to me. It's like, oh, now we're in my world, but but the rides. So, but I think that that 
there was, and especially it comes down to the Huntsman spider. And I think it's the Huntsman spider because it is the single largest thing on the planet that I fear, right? It is, it is the biggest version of my arachnophobia and I can watch it in a controlled environment, right? It's like, I know that it's on a computer screen or my phone or whatever. And I know that they're in fucking Australia and they're not here. So there are things that I can sort of trick my mind into, but, but yes, I would get, I would be obsessed with finding new and crazier Huntsman spider videos. And I was for a while, I, when I'd find them, I'd post them on Facebook and post them on Facebook. And about six weeks into this constant barrage of Huntsman spider nightmare fuel that I was throwing on Facebook, my Facebook friends had an intervention and told me to fucking stop because it was freaking them out. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it is, I don't know. There's part of it fascinates me because they're not poisonous. They're not harmful to humans, that there's an entire continent of people down there that are like, ah, yeah, they're nothing. So I, is I, it I, the, the size of the spider that's I what freaks you out with that one? It's it's probably a little of both. They're, the fact that they're as huge as they are, they also are hairy like the tarantula, <laughs> right? They've got that that fur coating, right? But then they make an audible hiss when they're pissed off. And that freaks me out too. They're, they're just this mythical spider to me right and so so like i said it's it is irrational but but i I, for a long time i could not stop tracking them down and going oh that's terrifying oh that's horrific um but but i had i had a friend who was a bartender and he had a group of australian guys come in and sit at his at, at his table and he was serving them, and he was like, ah, Australian guys, I can ask them about the Huntsman spider, because this was during my phase, right? And, and, and they were like, ah, yeah, they're harmless. You can hear them skittering across the roof at night, but they're nothing. <laughs> I'm and sure that, that didn't phrase, help. That phrase sticks <laughs> in my head. It's like, wait a minute. You can hear a spider skittering on the outside of your house at night and you go ah it's just a huntsman spider go back to sleep we're fine (laughs) that is wrong on so many levels so yes yeah it it doesn't make sense i don't make sense a lot of times and i think when it comes to your phobias there are parts of your phobias because they're irrational that don't make sense and 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 i think that my my fascination with that particular spider is is why is because it is the biggest gnarliest thing but people down in australia are totally fine with them it's like oh look i found one here let me hold it up for facebook take a quick picture and i'm like fuck you here's flame for the entire continent (laughs) bye bye australia (laughs) hello new zealand So out of curiosity, it I don't know if anybody else shares the uh, similar aversion to any bug. 
but do you have a least favorite bug like the one bug that would bees like, and wasps we can squish it or you know swat it or anything but this particular one like you you're just going the opposite direction we know travis is but i want to know your guys for me it's bees and wasps yeah, fair. had to pick now, one of the more popular now wait a minute ones. wait a minute wait a minute let, let, let me stop him right there with bees and wasps are you fascinated by the Asian murder hornet? Yeah. <laughs> Those eyes. <See>? <laughs> Those are crazy eyes. Because it's, you know. it's huge and right? it's like deadly. Right? <laughs> it is like, it is the Godzilla of bees and wasps. So you, you, oh, no, that fine. you can hear them <laughs> buzzing <laughs> low over Germany. <laughs> yeah, they mainly just, they mainly you can just hear them on their bombing runs. Little people. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm on the same flight the of the Valkyrie starts train. playing. So I'm on the save the bees train, so can't agree yeah, with yes. you on the bees, although I do understand. No, here's the funny but wasps, thing, fuck wasps. <laughs> I, I'm with you on the save the bees. I know how much good they do for the planet, but you know what? Do it over there. Yeah, just don't come near me and we're fine. Like, you're cool, you're cool. But, but I hate wasps even wasp more because they're just kid, fucking so. assholes. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, we have them right above our freaking back door. So when it gets warm, they're in our corrugation, our roof. We have uh, sprayed them so many times. We're going to have to have a professional come out because it's yeah. been two summers. Because they probably have to remove the nest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's going to yeah. be a pain in the ass. But we had to wait till we now have jobs. So we're, yay. Yeah, I was um, like, I think it was like four or five. And I had at least 100 stings from my waist. Or I had oh my over gosh. 50 from my waist up. Stings too. Yeah. Oh, my god! I can't remember if they were wasps. They were something. But it was, a, it was a nest on the ground. I remember that. We had uh, a few years ago, we had wasps starting to build a nest right above our door. And we went to our management, our, our apartment management. It's like, no. Take care of it. Nuke or it. Finish it with fire. <laughs> And, and he came out, he gave us this spray. He's like, just spray that on. I was like, no, you get paid to do that. Fucking take care of work. So, Hi, Bryce, Sam. Uh, centipedes. Fuck those things. I don't think I really have any. I, a centipede, I can't, I can't deal with the centipedes. Centipedes are cool. Yeah. I think they're really cool. Like small centipedes, I don't mind. It's well, like giant motherfuckers. Yeah, like the like. ones in Australia or in the jungle. Yeah. Um, but like. The the scene in like what was it like the two thousand three two thousand five remake of King King Kong when they went to oh, yeah, those those, island yeah. and yeah. the centipede like like circles its thing in your mouth and I was like Pah! no no yeah and then, I don't know what it is I don't like centipedes either I, they bug me no no centipedes are are nope uh, silverfish I'm good with they're they're we have a, we have them in the basement but they do good things for your house they get rid of a lot of flies and so i like like as long as you don't come upstairs we cool but some of them are kind of fat and they scare me every now and then i'm like Duh! okay it's just you but See, that's um, my goal rule with all creatures if you're inside the house you're dead <laughs> yeah we have I, a, I, we... I have no sympathy for you anymore we it have a, uh... the wrong dwelling domicile I we have a mice. we have a hard and fast rats. rule here. At, I love spiders. I will murder you on sight if you are in this house against invitation. 
our this hard and fast rule at this house is if it has more than four legs, it dies. Oh, Danny's getting the gap. <laughs> Just saying. So Bryce, you said you didn't really have anything about. I I honestly can't think of anything that makes me no like, bugs at all. No, that makes me feel like I have to like run away or go the other direction. I just I'm like, eh, it's a bug. It's because Bryce just stabs it and moves on. Right. I think my biggest aversion for spiders is ones that are venomous for humans. Um, honestly, that that goes to any creature that's venomous that could do serious damage to humans. I mean, honestly, I don't like blue ringed octopuses either, but it's one of those things. It's only because the neurotoxin is so strong. It can kill you. Um, things like certain types of box jellyfish, same thing. I don't want to be anywhere near those fucking things. Um, black widows, brown recluse, hobo spiders. I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. I have an aversion to it, but that's only out of self-preservation. Um, oh. But like house spiders, nah. I've got Squish two my thumb. Yeah. two spider stories to share, and then we should we should call the the episode. Who? Uh, there, were, I was living in a place on uh, Powell here in town, and um, one night my old cat, uh, I'd had her for just a couple of months, and uh, one night she's chasing something across the floor, and I I like to keep my place dark; it's just relaxing for me. So I couldn't see what it was, but it was something skittering. She'd let it go, and then she'd pounce on it, let it go, and then she'd pounce on it. So I went over to find out what it was. Well, she had just pounced on it, so I picked her up. And when I picked her up, her claw flipped the spider over, and there was the the red diamond. She she had found and was playing with a black widow. I was like, uh, nope. So I squished that thing and set her down. She just gave me this look like, fuck you, that was my toy. That. Fucker. But um, my fun. before the cat, though, uh, one day uh, there was a giant spider. And I mean, it was it was a sizable spider. Um, I still to this day don't know what kind it was, but Probably I sprayed it with some raid to kill it. And it it ran away. I was like, oh, no, fuck you. Started hissing at you. Yes, it, it so like I cornered it and it backed went. up and it hissed at me and I was like, "Oh, you no, no, I don't <laughs> need the can of rain." I can tell you what that spider is, and, <laughs> and it is actually called, no lie, the giant house spider. Yep, that is yep. what it is known for. So, Joe, story before we wrap up, I'm I, uh, my ex-wife and I had just moved to Seattle. We got this a. They there was a there's a school at the top of Queen Anne. It's the old Queen Anne High School, right? That they sold off a long time ago and made condos out of, right? Some of the condos still have chalkboards and shit. It's pretty cool. But we we were looking for a place to just set up for a year or so until we settled and maybe could buy something, blah. So we got this apartment, top floor. So it's like the fifth floor, great view, blah, way too expensive, very small. My ex-wife works super early mornings in radio. Like she, her alarm went off at like 2.30 in the morning. She was at work by 3.30 to be on the air by five. And, and I was working more of an afternoon schedule. So she would go to bed way early and I'd be up for a few more hours, but it was such a tiny apartment that I had all the lights off and I'd sit in our living room area and I'd watch TV and the TV would be the only ambient light. So I'm there sitting on the couch watching TV one night, 
dark, everything. And all of a sudden, I see a mouse come to right in the middle of the room and then fucking tear off into the corner. And I'm like, fuck off. Mice, are you shitting me? We're on the top floor. Do you know how much we pay? So I turned the lamplight on to try to get a better look at the mouse. It was not a mouse. It was a giant house spider. And apparently there was a, what we were told is a minor infestation that had happened in the apartment complex. So for the next three, I think I saw three of them over the course of three months. And they, A, not only are they so big that they, that literally I thought it was a mouse, but they are fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are the fastest spider I have ever seen. And, yeah. and yeah, it nightmare fuel. Absolute nightmare fuel. Yeah, no, this Thank thing, you. this thing, like, I, I was just shy of getting a lighter to put in front of the raid when it hit. Because I was like, Local I didn't fucking down know apartment. they could do that. Yeah. I, oh shit. yeah. He would have just fire. grabbed it, bitch slapped you, and lit a cigarette. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> So yeah, it took it took like 15 minutes and almost a full can of raid to kill the thing. And and the only reason I had to keep using the raid is because it went behind the toilet and it I couldn't get it to squish it, which I should have thrown punches at you. But yeah, the the thing basically chested up. It was like, you know, what what else you got? Come oh on. yeah, yep. I've had many on, spiders do that to Bring me it right on. before I squish them. <laughs> I had this one that was up on the ceiling, and I was going up towards him, and he just turned towards me and went, "What?" I was like, <laughs> "Fuck you, scrunch." <laughs> yeah, no. More than four legs, you die, and I, I will tell spiders that as I'm killing them. <laughs> Sorry, you man. Know the you just rules. Got to- There's a sign outside. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a big one, and there's a little tiny one. <laughs> Again, my running thing that I say is pick the wrong house. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Again, yeah, there's I people who like scoop him up, put him outside. No, he's just going to come I back had. in. <laughs> Fuck but that yeah. noise. All right, folks. Uh, it was an honor, Travis. Thank you so much for of joining course. us. Bryce, it's Pleasant so good dreams. to see you again. Don't forget Samantha, to uh, donate I, I at patreon.com. Going- yeah, seriously. What Bryce yeah. said. Yeah, Patreon. Guys, skipping out on the only way we make money on this show. I mean, we have a merch only... page. Yeah, buy merch. How much have we sold? Whatever, Sam. One. So let's <laughs> uh, go ahead and get out of here. Patreon.com forward slash. Not another Patreon. <laughs> all right, and so we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. See ya. Bye. I don't know why we wave. No one sees that. thank you for listening to not another podcast there are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com for instance you can find us on facebook at not another podcast you can also find us on tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com you can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.